Welcome to the very first episode of Writing with AJ, the podcast where I discuss the stress and the beauty of being a creative entrepreneur, not as a full-time gig at the moment, but something that I hope to make my full-time gig. And I think a lot of people out there have the same dreams and aspirations as I do. A little bit about what this podcast is going to cover is everything writing. Um, I'll tell you a bit about me because this is kind of like the intro to AJ. So I am a published author with three or four pen names. We'll just leave it at that. They float around out there. I'm many personalities. And I also am a ghostwriter. The ghostwriting is what takes up the majority of my time, but I like to write for myself as well. You probably heard some background noise there because I am new at this and I can't keep still. I'm also very fidgety, so I think that what this podcast will be is just me talking about being a full-time worker and the creative process and my thoughts. I may honestly just be talking to myself every day, but I'm okay with that because in my opinion, this is sort of a form of therapy. And if there are other people out there that I help with my tips for writing and ghostwriting and sharing my frustrations and just everyday things, you know, then I'm doing pretty good. So thanks for listening. I'll, uh, give you my website at the end of the podcast so that you can go there and you can ask any questions you may have for me. And as we continue through this journey together, I will give you some insight into the kind of work I'm doing and the kind of things that I think about and the writing process and the author world and just how we all live together in this creative space. So um, if you want to continue listening, I'll give you a little bit of a taste of what you may hear when you listen to this podcast. And thanks again. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun ride. Today is what, the fourth day of Camp NaNoWriMo? I have 2,000 words written for my own personal project. That's not that many when you consider that you only have, what, 30 days? I know that I keep saying what. Because if I'm not looking at it, if I'm not actually reading the facts about it, then I don't remember. And I know there's a certain amount of number, like a certain number of words you have to write every day. It's like 1,600 for me, I think. I don't remember. Is anybody else out there doing Camp NaNoWriMo? Are you in a cabin? Do the other people in your cabin write lots more than you and make you mad? Or do you see them as inspirational? I think my cabin doesn't comment enough for me to even know what's going on. I can look at their other word counts and see, you know, kind of where they are, but nobody's really interacting in there. And I honestly wish that NaNoWriMo would let you write directly into their software. So that way you could keep up with it and you could do sort of like a race, kind of like, I don't know if you've ever been on my right club where you can see 
what other people are riding during the sprints, it's basically the best. So if you haven't tried sprinting with other people, um, you should check it out. I will put a link in the show notes once again if I figure out how to do that. And you can go and check it out yourself. It is a good way to motivate yourself to be super competitive against your friends and write more words than they do. And that's the same way I feel about NaNoWriMo, but you can't write in the actual platform. So you just have to kind of look and say, oh, they wrote 3,000 words today. I'm going to write 4,000. But that might just be me because I feel like I am more competitive than most. Um, I'm also a fast writer, which is a talent, I guess. So Camp NaNoWriMo will be, will be updating, um, my progress at least. I'll update my progress, um, on here, maybe via Twitter. So you can just kind of keep up with that. And I'll always be camping and writing. Wouldn't that be weird if you were actually camping while you were writing? I wonder if that's how it started. It's for like a camp for writers, a sleepaway camp. I don't know. I feel like that would be counterproductive. Something interesting that's going on in the world of indie publishing is um, kind of an interesting bit of a dialogue that's being exchanged by an author who had been accused of copying another author's character name. Now, I'm obviously not talking about Bradley or Heaven. I've actually read several books where the name of the main character was Heaven. I'm talking about something like Adrian Bontacomus. Obviously, that's not a real name, but it's made up enough where if somebody else had that in your book, you'd buy kind of, you know, in their book, and that was the name of your character, you would give a little pause, like, huh, it's such a unique name. But the thing is, you can't copyright a character's name. That's not something that you can do. Or, you know, copyright a race of creatures like Bikagakadakada. I don't know why all of my made-up words start with B. But anyway, the point is, the author had a book five years ago with a character name in it that was very unique. It was... um kind of her main character. And then this author's friend read a book recently that had the same character in it and then went to Facebook to say like she, and she used the word plagiarized, which if you're going to use the word plagiarized, you need to know what it means. It means copying word for word. It does not mean that your character has the same name or your race of people has the same name or you use the same, you know, landscape, planet, plot, general plot. Now, obviously, if you copy a plot exactly, that's plagiarism. But you have to be careful when you use that word because you it's a serious accusation. So, of course, the author went to Facebook as well and said, I didn't mean to copy this person's character name. Yes, I read her book a long time ago. It could have been in her subconscious because she read the book a long time ago and she didn't even think about it. Um, she had actually said she Googled for common names of that nationality. So it would be like if you Googled the best names for Dutch males, you came up with the same last name and then you happened to pick the same Dutch first name. 
you can't copyright titles. You can't copyright character names. It's just not something that happens. So when somebody accuses somebody else of plagiarism, the mob mentality of this indie world we live in kicks in. And everybody wants to get their two cents in. So they simply go to the Facebook post of one of the other authors and say, how dare she? I can't believe she copied your name. And it just seems to get nastier and nastier as they comment. And this pitchfork nation, this mob mentality goes out and like tries to bring this person down. Now, thankfully, in this case that I'm actually referencing, both authors have talked to each other. And the one author said, like, it was my friend. She should have never said anything. I don't care if you use my character name. And they're cool. In the past, that could have blown up into a whole thing had that author not been the bigger person and been like, I'm not accusing you. This was my friend. She shouldn't have done that. I think in the indie space, a lot of times we see this mob mentality, these people who just love to jump onto something without knowing all the facts and take up the pitchforks and have a British accent and get out there. And and then they're not even anonymous because on Facebook you can see who's commenting. So I think it's interesting that people are just so quick to jump on and start saying like, here is the problem with this person without knowing them, without knowing the story, without realizing that you can't copyright a character's name or a title's name. Um, it's just the problem right now is that plagiarism is a big deal right now because there are authors who are copying other books word for word and posting them and, and selling them as their own. So when you accuse somebody of plagiarism, it is serious and it can really hurt somebody's reputation. So it's a great thing that these two authors were able to work it out and come out and say, you know, this is not the case. Um, I'm not mad. You know, she was just just happened to have the same name as me and leave it at that. And I'm hoping that we can see a lot more of that um, in the indie space instead of take up your pitchforks. I don't know why I have to say pitchforks with an accent every freaking time. Um, And just get out there and... I don't know, just attack people who are innocent. And I think a lot of authors have been brought down by that. But I think there's also a lot of authors that are staying quiet and just suffering in silence because they're afraid to be attacked. Um, have you seen an example of this lately? While you've been out there in the writing world, the creative space? somebody posting something and then it immediately getting just completely taken out of context and people shooting off at the mouth. Um, I think it happens a lot and it's sad. So I had people ask questions, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, because I was like, what do you want to know about ghostwriting and writing and everything in general? I think all my questions ended up being about ghostwriting. I chose three um, to talk about. So the first one is from Gwen, and she says, how do you know how to price your ghostwriting when you write for other people? Do you look at other ghostwriters as a reference, or do you just, or do you just come up with your own prices? So I have priced myself based on 
what I have researched that other ghostwriters charge for their work. I do a per word rate with a free revision, no matter what the length of the story is. So I think that that gives them a little bit of a um, kind of like a, a cushion because they're like, well, if I don't like everything she writes, she'll do a little bit of a rework. I mean, I don't fully rewrite the story, but if they don't like a character's, um, you know, arc or if they don't like the way somebody says something or if they're just not happy with a scene, I'm happy to rewrite it. So I do a per word, um, a per word price and then um, include an NDA where I won't ever tell anybody, you know, it's their work. You release the work to them. And that's what an NDA is, a non-disclosure. And I, you know, I do that free revision and I'm in constant communication too. So I think that the rate I charge is a good rate. I give them quality work. I'm in constant communication. I hit my deadlines and I do that free revision. So I think that, um, that's basically my price. When I first started, it was a little bit less, uh, than it is now, but I have gotten a lot of experience under my belt and I know that I'm priced fairly and I know that I'm not underpriced. So I'm not doing a lot of hard work for nothing. Thanks for that question, Gwen. The next question is from AC Wilds. It says, in your opinion, is ghostwriting worth it? Do you ever feel a pang of jealousy knowing you put in the hard work and you won't ever get credit? Um, I think it might be a little bit like, oh, dang. If <laughs> Yeah, I said, oh, dang. Oh, dang it. If um, something I wrote went like crazy and there was a movie and I, I mean, I haven't experienced that. I have experienced some bestsellers that I've written, and I don't feel jealousy because I resigned myself to the fact that this was somebody else's baby that I'm just nurturing and growing and putting out there in the world, if you want to look at it like that. So I don't um, think about it. Once it's given to the person who's given me the money, it is theirs. So I don't have any... Um, any jealousy. I don't care about credit. Um, that's not what ghostwriting is for. So yeah, I just, um, I'll write my own books if I want credit. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. And, um, the last question, a lot of these are for my fellow writers. So, um, my last question comes from Mila Harlan and it says, how do you come up with your characters? Honestly, they just pop into my mind. I know that sounds crazy, but when I am writing, my characters just sort of appear. And then I'll think of something they can say or an occupation they can have or something funny they can do. And then it just sort of evolves from there. So it's weird um, that they just kind of appear, but that's really how it happens. So um, send in questions on the website, tiny.cc backslash write with AJ. If you want me to answer them on the podcast, I will. Um, I'm saving some questions for the next one because I got a lot of good ones. And ask me anything. I am an open book who writes books. That was a terrible, terrible joke. If anybody wanted to know what it's like to try and record... A podcast when you had to go pick up your child. Um, 
the helpful side effects back there are brought to you by my two-year-old, who, I don't know why, but when I start making noises, or talking, or anything decides to make what sounds like a velociraptor baby dying. talk a little bit about what's going on in my life this week. I just wanted to share some things I'm listening to, some things I'm reading, some things I'm enjoying. Uh, currently, I'm researching breweries and the process of beer making, um, how breweries get started, small town breweries. Um, I'm doing a, a collection of or I guess a series, a series of romance novels where um, the main characters are, you know, they're starting a brewery together and there's a lot of pushback in the town that they live in. And of course, there's the ladies in their lives that complicate things. Um, So I'm really enjoying, you know, digging into the brewery, uh, the brewery way of life. Around here, there are a lot of them. So I can also do some research on the fly out in the, out in the world, and um, that's been really fun. And I think this series is going to be really fun to write. I have a I have a great co-writer, and we are just diving in and, and getting going with it. So I'm looking forward to um, stopping the research and starting the writing. And I'm watching Supernatural. You know, as I have some spare time, I'm. Um, season seven, I think now. I know it's coming to an end soon. I'll still probably be watching it by the time it ends on TV because it's a lot of episodes, but it's, um, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a good show to binge, although I don't have that much time to binge because I need to write. But when your brain needs a little bit of break, Netflix is super helpful. Um, I'm listening to a podcast called How Did This Get Made? It was a suggestion from my cousin. It's basically Paul Shear and Jason Topless. I don't think I said his name right, from The League and um, a couple of other people. Plus, they have guests on like um, Chelsea Peretti and Adam Polly. And basically, they just talk about crappy movies. And it's amazing because they talk about things in the movie that you think, but you probably don't voice. Like you watch the movie and then you get ready to hear them really uh, talk about it and go into the history of the movie, how much it made, the directors, all that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting to me to um, hear all that. Plus it's funny as hell. Um, And yeah, so those are some of the things I'm doing. I'm currently reading Sunny Side Up by Sonia Perrin. It's a cozy mystery, which is my go-to leisure read. Do you ever just get so excited about something or so passionate about something that you spoil it for someone else? This happened to me recently when I was having dinner with a friend and my significant other was arguing with me about who the better Superhero was, he considers those who don't need assistance, like the Punisher, who just takes on everybody by himself, completely badass, to be the best. 
um, superheroes. Now, of course, he doesn't like some of the other less killy. I know that's not a word. Um, single action superheroes, but he's not a fan of them grouping together. For example, X-Men being my favorite. When I was younger, um, I was discussing some things with him and our friend, and it got a little heated, but in a good way, because we've been together for a very long time, and we can argue about pop culture and not let it affect our relationship. And I accidentally spoiled something that happened in Infinity War for my friend. Now, he was fine. He said he was good. But I agonized about this, lost sleep. Like, being somebody who wants other people to enjoy something and doesn't want to spoil it for them, I was so upset that I spoiled something in the movie. And it was a minor detail. Like, it wasn't something that changed the world. It just was just a minor detail about the movie. And I didn't say spoiler alert. I guess I just assumed he'd seen it. But you know what they say about assuming things. So... I literally, like, I literally felt so bad. I was like, I want to call him and say again how sorry I am that I spoiled this, this, um, this part of the movie for him. And I think that normal people probably wouldn't agonize over something so small like that. But I just think maybe I have such a passion for creative works and things like movies and TV shows that I want people to discover things and be surprised and be spoiled uh, and being spoiled rather, you know, just takes away from that. And so I have agonized about this and I just wanted to ask you guys, has there ever been a time when you spoiled something and you just couldn't get over it? Or is this just an AJ thing? Like, Is this just something that my crazy mind just obsesses on? Um, And how do you feel about spoilers? Could Could you give me some information how you feel about either people that spoil things or do you go look for them? I know there are people that read the ends of books and they're monsters. Uh, I'm just kidding. But on a serious note, you know, well, as serious as you can be when you're talking about movies. Like, how do you feel when somebody spoils something for you accidentally or on purpose? I'm sure the on purpose would, would uh, you know, incite a little bit more of a, a reaction from you than if somebody did it by accident. But um, I'm just curious. Is this something that just bothers me that I accidentally spoiled something minor in a in a, a Marvel movie for someone? Or, you know, are there other people out there that this would bother? Um that's just what's on my mind today. And this is a, a short episode because it's the first episode and I don't want to find that you're annoyed by my rambling um, right away. Let's wait for like three or four episodes before you get annoyed by my rambling. Thank you again so much for listening. Um, you can go to the website to communicate with me at any time. Tiny.cc backslash write with AJ. And I'll put that in the show notes if I can figure out how to do that. Newbie city over here, but I'm pretty sure that I can figure it out. Um, And yeah, 
I think that this was a good start to our relationship. So reach out to me about anything, writing-wise, ghostwriting-wise, crazy-wise. I'm there for it all. And um, we'll see how this goes. And we'll be back real soon with the next episode. Catch you later. Bye.